0: You're listening to She Thrives Radio and this is episode number 78 and today's episode is a little conversation for you guys surrounding the topic of labels and identity because there's just a lot of questions for us to consider when we talk about this. I think that this is one of these things that may be impacting us in ways that we aren't always totally aware of and you know that's part of my my job around here is to bring things bring some new shit to light for you guys give you give you some questions to ask yourself um, to help you you know sift through not only you know the industry at large and all the messaging coming your way but also you know the insides of your own brain like what's going on there so we're gonna we're gonna get into all of it today so let's go ahead and get right on in She Thrives Radio is the podcast component to the She Thrives blog, a space dedicated for women who are on a mission to feel good, crush their goals, and live big. I'm your host, Taylor Gage, health and mindset coach, CrossFit and USA weightlifting coach, blogger, and portrait photographer. She Thrives is your BS-free resource for all things wellness, mindset, confidence, body image, personal development and general badassery. My goal here is to help you get out of your own way so that you can thrive. So before we dive in today, I just wanted to say I have been getting a lot of DMs from, and emails and messages of all sorts from you wonderful people asking about when STA is coming back. And I am super excited because it's gonna happen really soon. And I just wanted to tell you that if you are one of those people, if you're like chomping at the bit and you're like, sign me up, let's go, I'm ready, um, that you probably want to get your ass on the waitlist. Because the waitlist is growing. It's quite large at this point. Um, So this might not be something that even opens up to the gen pub, which is the general public, as I like to call it. Um, this might sell out Waitlist only. So I just wanted to put that out there that if this is something where you're like, yes, I need this, I want this, you definitely wanna make sure you're on the waitlist. If you're on the waitlist, you will get an email as soon as enrollment opens and you will be the first to um, book a call and just get to learn about it, see if you're a good fit and get you rolling. So that's where you wanna be if you are interested in STA at all. And if you have literally no idea what I'm talking about, well, that's fine. That's fine, that's okay. I'm talking about She Thrives Academy. That is my 10-week high-touch coaching program. I have a whole episode in here on it, so go find that if you're interested. I have a link in the show notes there for you two to check out, but I just want to throw that out there. It's coming soon, and if you're one of those people who's super excited about it, you're going to want to be on the wait list. So today's conversation, um, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you about this because I think that there's there's a lot of different levels that we can take this conversation to basically. And I don't really know if we're gonna have the time or the capacity to go all the way in, you know. <laughs> Sounds so we'll just it's just I'm gonna just I'm gonna just walk right past that joke that I could have made, but I'm I'm taking the high road. Okay, so we are talking about labels, we are talking about identity, and I wanted to talk about this because like I said, there's a lot of different layers, like a lot of levels to this. And so we're going to kind of start at the top. Um, but the reason this is so powerful because is, is this. This is basically an exploration of what you are putting after the words, I am. And that, friends, that's powerful shit, whether we realize it or not. So we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, surface level labels, but also, again, like going a little bit deeper and just kind of talking about what we are identifying with on a lot of levels. So lots to consider here, but I think it kind of works around the board. It's just a good conversation to get us kind of thinking about what are we putting after I am or I'm not, right? That's kind of a big deal. So let's, let's, let's figure it out. Let's talk about it. So first and foremost, I think it's important to say that I think that labeling things in general is kind of just a natural part of the human brain, and you know you can do a little bit of research on it if you're interested. It's it's really interesting, you know. It's it's directly correlated to just like a lot of sociological factors in psychology, right? I mean, I'm I'm looking at a uh, article right now, and it says our brain structure is such that we can distinguish prey and aggressors from other kinds of objects. And we have retained this structure even as we get "quote unquote" milk from bottles and meat from the butcher shop. So, I think you know to simplify there, it's like kind of categorizing these things and labeling things and putting things into boxes. But is just kind of how our brain works. And I am not trying to fight against our brain. You know, I think everything that we talk about here on the show, everything I take my clients through in STA, um, is learning how to leverage what the brain is already doing for you versus trying to work against it, right? Because a lot of what it's it's doing is sometimes working against us without us realizing it. And so, you know, that's part of what this conversation is about today, right? So it's natural, right? It's like, it's social, like we are attracted to people who identify in the same ways as we do, right? Whether that's just Like you know, something in the gym, like CrossFitters, right? I mean, there's a whole bunch of ways that we do this that we'll talk about here. Um, But I think it's we just need to kind of like set, like set the stage here and just say, yeah, okay, this is something that our brain does. This is kind of happening whether we realize it or not, and. Now that we know that that's happening, how can we sort of start to take a little bit of say in what we are identifying with and what we, what labels we are clinging to? So, like I said, I think for for like my audience in particular, the places that you can see this happening um, a lot is um, with fitness routines, right? So CrossFitters, there's like this, uh, it's a it's a it's its own culture, right? Like there's a CrossFit culture and we identify with that like we call ourselves that and we are attracted to that and we love finding people who also identify with that and um are part of that experience right it's very social Uh, it's almost very tribal right um you can see it also in diets right big time like paleo, like the paleo gang hangs out together. You know, it's like the cafeteria. It's like walking into the middle school cafeteria, right? And everybody's kind of like at their lunch tables and you got like the jocks and the nerds, right? And the cheerleaders and that kind of thing. That's kind of what's going on um, in a lot of different ways. And I think, like I said, pertinent to you guys and what you know, I talk about here is definitely in this sphere of like your fitness, your diet, and also your traits, right? Your character traits. And this is kind of where I wanted to go a little bit today, because I think this is um, this is where we're playing ourselves, where I don't even think that we know that we're playing ourselves, right? So for example, you know, you've heard me talk about how I call myself an all or nothing person. And I specifically gear my coaching program, She Thrives Academy, towards all or nothing people right? People who identify that way. They're like either all in or they're all out. And that's kind of how they self-identify. I also help people in STA who identify as people pleasers, right? That's a whole other label that we put on ourselves, right? So I want to kind of break down what's going on here and some things to look out for. And, you know, just have a conversation. I don't really so much have like tips and strategies and all that kind of stuff for you today. This is kind of one of these more open-ended, let's just sit around and chit-chat about it because I think there's some stuff that you know, we should be aware of when we're talking about this. So for those of you who are familiar with me and my story, you might know that I, um, I, before I found CrossFit, I was, you know, I was a smoker, like health was not really my, my jam. I, like it kind of was, like it was something that I always kind of wanted, I guess, but it was not something that I actively pursued in any stretch of the imagination. So I found CrossFit, and shortly after I found CrossFit, I found Paleo. And guys, I went full <laughs> throttle with Paleo, like out of the gate. I was I was almost like mesmerized by it. It was so fascinating to me. You know, I'm a Four Tendencies rebel, right? And so anything that seems kind of like rebellious or counterculture, I'm always kind of into. And this was such a like a counter uh, like it was just such a a different philosophy to nutrition than, you know, the standard American diet or whatever was going on. So I, I became enamored. I went full paleo for like a year and I, you know, this, this blog, She Thrives was a very paleo blog when we started. And I remember I wrote a blog post a few years ago and it was one of the more popular blogs I ever wrote. And it was a blog post about why I decided to, um, stop calling myself paleo. I decided to stop identifying with that. And I had realized that, you know, although I loved, I I mean, listen, side note, I still really like a lot of the paleo approach in a lot of ways. Um, I never would have figured out a whole bunch of shit about how my body reacts to foods if I had never done that. So I'm not throwing shade. Um, but what had happened was, I just had realized after doing that like pretty intensely for a year that I wasn't really quote unquote strict with that anymore, right? Like I was kind of branching out and I remember like something would happen where I would be like at weddings or, you know, at these like events or something where you're kind of surrounded by, it's like social but not a lot of people who really know you, you know what I mean? And, you know, kind of like, what do you do? And da, da, da. So as soon as people found out I was a CrossFit coach or a CrossFitter or whatever, like, they had all these questions about, like, what I ate and what I did. And I would find myself. I feel like it was one summer where we were, like, at a bunch of weddings. And I would tell people that I was a CrossFitter. And then we would be, like, at eating dinner. And I would get fucking, like, it was like the Inquisition. I get all these questions about, like, oh, well, that's not paleo. Is that paleo? Are you eating that? That's paleo. I was like, shut the fuck up. I cannot handle this. Okay? Okay. So I realized that there was these um, the labels being placed upon me, right? And I think in some ways I was placing them upon myself. And so I split with the premise. I was like, I'm not even fucking with that anymore. We're not doing that. I'm not calling anything that I'm eating. Like, I just split from it. And this blog post that I wrote really resonated with you guys. And I think that that was... Um, A really important moment for me to realize like the power of labels and kind of what it was doing um, to me. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. And I also say that another label that I definitely put on myself for a long, 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 long time is I am not athletic. Raise your hand if you've ever identified with that. I know there's a lot of people out there who actually identify the other way and you consider yourself as like a lifelong athlete, right? And either way, I want us to start examining how this is kind of playing us, right? So when I considered myself unathletic, like how likely was I to go out and try sports or try to do anything like in the physical plane? Like I didn't, right? I'm not athletic. I just don't do that. It was like a, it was a joke. Like I would be like self-deprecating about it. It was like this thing that, you know, I put out. um, And since I was putting out it, uh, since I was putting that out, it was like I had failed before I, I had even tried. You know what I mean? And I see how this works the other way against uh, people, too, because, again, I work with a lot of women who, like, historically, like, they were, like, collegiate athletes. Like, they've been active all their life. Like, these – I don't work with, like, new-to-the-health game chicks. You know what I'm saying? Like, I work with women who have been, like, in health and fitness and nutrition one way or another for a long-ass time, and they feel like they're on a hamster wheel. Like, it's just, like – right? So a lot of women I work with identify as athletes, and I love that. That's amazing. The only time that comes in a little bit like not so helpful is when you identify yourself as an athlete and all of a sudden you find yourself like on the bench, right? Like you're injured um, your, 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 uh, you just need to take a break, whatever. I mean, we talk about this all the time on the show. This isn't news to you guys. You know, we talked all about how we're attaching our identity to our fitness. And this is just basically an expansion on this premise and all of the other areas that this is happening, how these labels, how we are like clinging and sinking our identity into these labels and how that's hurting us. So I want to talk to you a little bit about sort of what I'm doing now and sort of, I think more importantly, some of the things that you may or may not have noticed are missing from what I'm doing now. Okay? So what I take women through in STA is for all intents and purposes, sort of, kind of learning how to eat intuitively. But I never, (laughs) I don't call it that. I don't put that label anywhere near it because I can realize from a mile away that intuitive eating is becoming this own like fad thing. It's becoming kind of a new, not fad, you know what I mean? Obviously, because that's right. I get that. It's it's kind of the return from the fad. I get it. But it is becoming big, I guess is what I should say. And I don't want to put a label on that because that kind of like that puts that puts walls around what I'm doing. I also don't call myself anti-diet right I I don't I talk a lot about diet culture but I don't necessarily identify as like an anti-diet coach and that's kind of a conversation for another day about you know my theories on that but a lot of what I'm what I want to say is like a lot of what I'm doing now here on the show on my Instagram in my coaching course is representative of a lot of things that already have names but I ref- I'm kind of, it's not like I refuse, but I'm very cautious about slapping these labels onto what I'm doing. And here is why. When we attach to a label or an identity of any kind, what we have basically done is severely limited, if not completely removed, our ability to see outside of that concept, Right? so what happens is when you're paleo this food is either paleo or it's not right everything becomes black or white right that person is either part of my you know my social group my identity my label my whatever or they're not right and I, I want to say that I really do think that there's a benefit to that, like because I, I, th- I think that we find a lot of pleasure in finding our people who are like us. Like, again, it's not necessarily a bad thing. I just want us to be aware of it, because what we're losing when we are clinging to labels and any identity of any sort is the gray zone, right? We lose nuance. It's gone. It's really hard to find for most of us in most situations, Right. I mean, the irony here, too, is that if you're somebody who identifies as an all or nothing person, I mean, talk about the nuance being gone there, right? Like not only have you identified as something, but you have identified with something that by its very nature has no gray, right? So you see how this can kind of become a slippery slope, right? I think it's just really important to understand what we are, what we are uh, sort of saying is not available to us by clinging to one certain identity or label right? Because when you attach to that, basically what's happening is your ego, right? Like your brain, your brain, like your this, there's a bunch, your brain says, okay, well, this is who we are now. And that is the problem. Because once your ego has attached to that, once you have, uh, you know, subconsciously bought in, like you have believed a thought, uh, it's, it takes some serious like backtracking to go in and kind of learn how to undo that, right? That's why a lot of this stuff can be super challenging for a lot of people here. So when you are giving your brain an opportunity to say, this is who I am, I want us to be real sure, like real, real sure that we are very aware of what is coming after those words. And, you know, this is one of these things that, again, like, we definitely do inside STA because this is something that really needs to be done before we can start to kind of see ourselves in a different light. Because, like I said, there's, like, actual parts of our brain. Like, this is how our brain works. There's this whole fucking part of our brain called the reticular activating system that, like, literally is there to sort through information, decide what stays, what goes, right? What's important, what's not important. And (laughs) what's important to your brain is anything that you have sort of like put a sign on the door and say, hey, this is who we are, so this is what we're gonna look for, right? So we lose the ability, like we literally, like our brain does not even see things that don't apply to that. And that's where things become dangerous, right? Right, I mean, this is confirmation bias at its best. That's what this is, right? It's like, we literally like do not see anything that would you know potentially prove us wrong or sometimes is outside of the boundaries of what we are um identifying with whether that's like a label you know something like a diet or like our workout plan but you know the other levels to this which i'm not sure we're going to have a lot of time to get into here today but i just wanted to float this by you the other part of what's going on here is basically any thought that you have is something that your brain has the opportunity to identify with okay and again, this is something that I go into depth in an STA because it's kind of a monster, but it's super powerful once we can understand what's happening here. But basically, any time a thought comes through your mind and you decide to believe that, whether that's something that you have chosen to believe or it just, you're, you're doing it because you don't quite know how to not do it, right? It's just happening without you um, being aware of it. We have now just had that same exact thing happen where all of a sudden the walls have come in, right? We have just shrunk our ability, and really challenged our ability to see beyond that, right? It's really hard for us to consider what it would be like to not be somebody who believes that because we've bought into it. And this whole premise here... um is something that Eckhart Tolle talks about a lot. So if you're interested in this, you know, you can go pick up one of his books. And he talks about, you know, what's happening when we're identifying with thoughts, when we're identifying with this false sense of self that sort of like the image of us that we have crafted in our own mind and how we identify with that. Do you see how massively powerful that is, the image of us that we have crafted in our own mind? And how the ego will cling to that. Like that is who we are, right? And that kind of determines a lot for us. It determines a lot. It determines, I think, more than I, you know, we realize. And I think what is especially worrisome about that is not only the things that you're actually like identifying with in this vision of yourself and your own brain. But what is now off the table for you because that is who you've decided you are, right? Like you create an inability to see outside of that current identity. So when you say you are unathletic or you are ugly or you are an all or nothing person or whatever it is, it's really difficult for us to simultaneously cling to that identity while also shopping for other options. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's where I feel like that is, it's slippery. It's like it closes off so much for us. And I don't think we even realize how much it's actually closing off. One of the things that I do with my, uh, my students in STA is, you know, we kind of get into the habit of asking ourselves, what would it be like if I was someone who didn't believe this, right? I feel like that's that's just such a simple but really powerful question that can let your brain kind of just take that, you know, vice grip of this identity and just loosen it just a touch. There's enough to kind of get a breath, let some light in, and kind of explore what another option would be like, Right. And I think that when, no matter what we're working on, right, it doesn't really matter what, you know, the thing is, um, when it comes down to our mindset and how we are, you know, what our perspective is and what we're viewing, we can't really expect much by way of change until we give ourselves the opportunity to explore another way. But like I said, if we are cli- like clinging to an identity of any kind, whether that's just like, you know, kind of a surface level, level label, like CrossFitter, or something a little bit more um, you know, deep in our mindset, like a, an identity, an ideology, uh, um, a characteristic, a trait. Somehow we've identified um, and explained who we are. We do not have the ability to look outside of that. So I just want to throw this out there. I just want this to be something that you guys can kind of roll around in your own heads and think about and kind of see if there's maybe some places that this isn't serving you. Because basically I want you to be the one who is intentionally deciding what you are attaching to or better yet actively work like actively working on detaching yourself from uh harmful identities in the first place right but I don't think we like there's a lot of steps involved here this isn't just snap your fingers and do this right there's this is a lot of mindset work again this is a lot of what I do with my students in STA but I just wanted to put this out there for you guys today to think about because I don't want you limiting yourself before you even have the option to know what your options are. Right. And you know, it should be worth noting here just to kind of finish this up that I do still call myself an all or nothing person. Right. Like you still hear me say that, but it's interesting because I realized how deeply I was clinging to that. And I kind of like went in there and I did some fucking work in that house. Right. I was like, okay, what about this identity is like serving me? And what about this identity is not? This is sort of along the lines of what we were talking about with Diane Sanfilippo when she was on the show. When we were talking about personality tests, right? This is another place where a lot of people get this identity like, okay, I'm a Scorpio. I'm a rebel. Um, you know, I'm an all-or-nothing person, I'm whatever. And then we like, we literally like clamp, we lock the doors on that. And I think it's just really important to instead come at it like, okay, I recognize that maybe I have a tendency to be all or nothing with some things. Let's lay it all out on the table. Let's take a look at the places that this is really like actually getting me results that I want and that I enjoy and that benefit me and that feel good, right? And let's look at some places where this characteristic or this trait is playing me, right? It's keeping me small. It's keeping the doors locked. It's not giving me an option to find nuance. And I did that, right? I kind of, I'm still doing it, right? I'm, I'm still sifting through all that shit and kind of figuring out what's going on. So yes, I still do identify that way. And I do still love personality tests. And I do, I'm very much a rebel and all these things. But I'm really cautious about what I'm just blindly believing about myself, right? I have a lot of skin in the game. I have a lot at stake. Like I'm very discerning with these labels and the identities that I do pick up. And I be I am sh- as sure as possible, as best I can to kind of sift through it and really take a, a look at what part of that identity is going to be closing me off from something else. And I give myself the option to change at any fucking time. And I hope you do too. You can reinvent yourself right now, right? Like you can change your mind, right? I really want you to know that that is okay. Even if you are somebody who like puts a lot into who you are and what you have decided you are, you are identifying with. I want you to know that you always have an option, right? Just ask yourself, what would it be like if I was someone who did not believe this about myself? Or what would it be like if I was somebody who believed this? Just like let your brain wander there and kind of see what's over there. Because I think that is when we can start to make really educated decisions about what actually serves us in the long run um, that we would not even be able to see when we have like the doors locked, like a just fucking airtight grip around a certain identity, So again I don't have much for you today besides you know I don't have like three tips for like la 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 but I just wanted to put this out there because I wanted to be something you thought about a little bit. I want you to consider it. I want you to maybe see you know if there's some places that you can kind of take a look at this where this is happening in your own life. Um, How is it serving you? How is it not? Um, From just you know surface level level labels to like you know your thoughts in general like your thinking and who you have decided you are. Because guys this dictates like so fucking much I want to be sure that you have a say in that all right all right if you enjoyed this episode you know the deal screenshot it tag me on the gram leave a review I love leaving your reading your guys's reviews they're just so sweet and amazing it just makes my day like you have no idea so share some love if you enjoyed this and um yeah <laughs> until next time Thank you for listening to another episode of she thrives radio and if you like what you heard today please be sure to rate review and subscribe and then head on over to shethrivesblog.com where you can sign up for my weekly emails where i send out my favorite tips tricks advice and support every single monday morning to help you kick your week off right thank you for listening until next time